editors just slipped me a note. He said, look, good episode, so don't have to re-record it, but no more of these swear words. Too much, too much, too much. Coarse language does not indicate cleverness. It indicates a lack of grasp of the flexibility and beauty of the English language. No more of this rubbish. Stop it. Okay, so not safe for work. I stand corrected. There shall be less of this shit next time. Welcome back to Yes, X or No Audio. Hello, everybody. It is 20 to 8 in the morning on Thursday, November the 9th, 2023, here on the eastern seaboard of Australia. And crikey, Israel's been killing Palestinians for a month now. Let's do a sort of wrap. Following Hamas's outrageously successful attack on the people who've been oppressing the Palestinian population in Gaza for God knows how long, Israel decided to go and kill a whole bunch of civilians by putting bombs on them. Again and again and again. Hospitals, churches, we don't give a shit, we bomb the crap out of everything. That's the story. And after a month, uh, they've been doing that for a month. How about that? Uh, Of course, Hamas at this point is defending its territory as the Israeli ground forces finally get the schutzpah to actually go in there and expose themselves so that we get military on military killing going on instead of just military on civilian. Hey, baby. Politically, stuff has been moving. U.S. lead diplomat, a Secretary of State Blinken Lights, has just done a whirlwind tour of the Middle East to try and achieve something, and the something was, well, after the war's over, we would like to put a security force, uh, peacekeepers, uh, whatever, uh, in, uh, in Gaza. Uh, uh, what do you guys think about that? And the answer to that was, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, he got met at the... Uh, in Ankara, at the airport uh, for the capital in Turkey, by not the president, uh, not his counterpart, the Turkish foreign minister. No, it was the deputy mayor for Ankara. I mean, in terms of diplomacy, this is about as hard as a bitch slap as you're ever going to get. Like, you have to meet the diplomat with their corresponding diplomat. I mean, this is absolutely... Straight down the line, diplomatic protocol. The deputy mayor? Get out of town. Of course, uh, nobody else was interested in listening about this thing. We're all going, look, stop talking about afterwards. We've got things happening right now, you twat. Get on the, get with the fucking program. Anyway, needless to say, his, uh, his efforts were swept away. But, of course, the old something has to be done trademark is playing now because... The very large Arab community in the state of Michigan, without which the Democrats cannot possibly achieve victory in the next presidential election, which is looming large on the agenda, is impossible because the Arabs in Michigan are pissed off. So something must be done. And of course, because twat blinking lights couldn't achieve a fucking piss up in a brewery, they had to send William Burns, old Bill Burns, who was formerly the uh, U.S. ambassador to Russia, and issued that famous State Department cable, which WikiLeaks released, <laughs> which should have been titled Niet means Niet. And this was him talking about when there were discussions with Lavrov about what we're going to do is put uh, Ukraine into NATO. And, and Russia went, no, you fucking well don't. 
Anyway, so that Bill Burns had a little bit of a tour, just a little tour of the Middle East, dropped into Israel to say hi, who knows what he said. And then the big news of uh, the recent thing is some Axios uh, scoop about a three-day pause to happen in the fighting between the US and Israel. And one of the things that Alex Christoforou has been really good about noting recently is that there's a certain C word that you're just not allowed to say anymore. No, we're not talking about female genitalia. We're talking about ceasefire. You can't say ceasefire. You've got to say pause. <sighs> so at the bottom of all the bullshit that's going down in Gaza, of course, are the whole point of Hamas's operation, which was to capture some hostages. And so Israel wants them hostages back, and Hamas is going, we'd love to give them to you, you just got to let all of our 5,000 people who haven't been charged with a crime out of prison. And so that discussion is going on, and... The ever-astute Mr. Christoforou looks at the parties to the discussions as presented in the Axios article. And as we've all been following the very reliable and informative narratives that are issued by the leaders of the West, we all know that Hamas is controlled by Russia. Oh, sorry, Iran. And so therefore, surely Iran would be in these discussions the, as an intermediary between the US and Israel and Hamas. And of course they were. What? No. It was Qatar. Now, how about that? And the article even states that there are Hamas leaders in Qatar. And for those who've been paying attention to what's been going on in the last decade, that doesn't make big surprise because during the Syrian dirty war, Qatar was one of the funders behind it and Hamas fought for the insurgents. And remember, Hezbollah was fighting Hamas. So... Hamas is a bit of a strange thing, and it's not entirely in the uh, axis of evil lineup, right? Oh, sorry, axis of resistance. I keep getting my phrases confused. No. So the axis of resistance, that's Iran, Syria, and Hezbollah. Doesn't include Hamas. Hamas are a sort of loose cannon that does its own thing. And it turns out that they are politically represented through Qatar. Not Iran, not Russia, not Syria, not Lebanon, not Hezbollah. Qatar. Okay. The rhetorical response by Israel to these discussions for a three-day pause and the exchange of hostages is, oh, we can't do that now because we're killing people. We're killing, um, uh, we, we've got ground forces in, um, in northern Gaza, so we can't stop now. What? Of course you can stop, you twats. It would not be politically expedient for us to stop right now because we've just got to get involved. I was really very doubtful as to whether Israel would even commit ground forces to Gaza. I thought they were just going to sit around the edge and sit in the odd tank and armoured vehicle and drive around and run away again, which is what they'd been doing. But no, apparently it has begun. Uh, and of course there's complete media blackout on this because you're not allowed to know what happens. We'll find out later. We do know that Hamas have been popping out of their tunnels behind uh, the enemy lines, as it were, and blowing shit up. This was mentioned by Scott Ritter, for example, who praised the individual who ran up to the tank or whatever it was and whatever blew its tracks off or, you know, stuck some sticky bomb on it or whatever and then so that some other guy could jump up with an RPG and blow up the crap out of it. Who cares? They are defending themselves against an invading fucking army. <laughs> Good luck to them, I say. Anyway, enough of the, the uh, aggressive bullshit, uh, both from Blinken Lights and Hamas and the uh, Israeli Defence Forces. Uh, and as we noted, there's some political pressure on the democratic regime through Michigan and their Arabs, 
Let's uh, look a little further afield, because all the fun stuff's really happening over there in Ukraine. So first of all, we had uh, an interview that Zeluzhny, that's the uh, Ukrainian uh, Armed Forces uh, General, uh, he gave an interview with The Economist, and he described the situation of the conflict in Ukraine as at a stalemate. <gasps> what? And he also said, well, if you give us a fourth army full of lots of modern tech and some really special stuff, we might be able to do something. Otherwise, it's a stalemate. Of course, stalemate is code for we're getting our asses handed to us, as everyone who's been hanging around here or following any reasonable independent media knows. This has been going on for a very long time. And they've been doing the dumbass, stupid thing of sending their forces, you know, one wave after another into a, a three layers of very well-prepared Russian defences and getting their people killed. So, of course, the other Z, that would be Zelensky as opposed to Zeluzhny, uh, he was really pissed about the fact that Zeluzhny said stuff that he shouldn't have said to the economist, tried to bitch-slap him around a bit, and uh, that didn't go down too well. And uh, what was it? Zeluzhny's aide got uh, given a, a, a present of a live grenade that went off and his son got injured and the guy died and nasty stuff. I mean, not just corruption, but also really nasty stuff going on in Ukraine there. But uh, the message about the fact that the Ukraine project Ukraine is now completely busted ass fucked, that's got to everyone in the, in the lead, leaders of the West, except the EU. And so we've got their lead, Ursula van der Crazy. <laughs> technocrat running around going, what we want to do is issue the 379th sanctions package against Russia because the other 378 worked really well. Fucking idiot. And here's, here's a good one. I actually quite like the humour that Christopher throws into his reports because this one was great. He said, I know what's going to happen. In a few years' time, maybe a decade, a decade or three, <laughs> Russia's going to set up a whole lot of statues in its key cities of St. Petersburg and Moscow and etc., etc., and the statues will be to Ursula van der Crazy because it was her coordinated sanctions packages that really rebounded and grew the Russian economy. Forever we are grateful to the great Ursula van der Crazy. <laughs> Go, Christopher. Over here in Australia, our esteemed lead- leader... Anthony Albo Albanese has made a trip off to China to have a little powwow with Xi Jinping. Uh, he sort of started up by saying, uh, look, sorry about that AUKUS thing. Really, we won't send our, to come sometime in the next, what, two decades from now, our nuclear submarines out into the South China Sea because that would be really nasty, wouldn't it? So we won't do that. Don't worry about it. Of course, that's not what he said. What he said was, Ah, as for that, you know, relationship we have, is it like you're our leading trade partner and so forth? I think we should get back to just doing the trade thing and not the political um, stupidity on the behalf of the US. Uh, uh, Forget what I said about the US. Can we just do trade again, please? And on that note, there was also a really cute thing that uh, Christopher did. There's some some dickhead called someone (laughs) who's been sending tweets saying that, well, what, what Germany should do is essentially uh, attack Russia, cause regime change, and then they could uh, get their hands on the cheap uh, Russian gas again, and then their economy would recover, and that would be a good thing for the West. And <laughs> Christopher quietly points out, it's like, hello, idiot. I mean, he doesn't use the term, but I will. Fucking CIA tool. 
Dude, it's very simple. You just go and have a chat to uh, to the Russians and you say, look, sorry about all that shit in Ukraine. We're not going to do that no more. Can we just get back to trade, please? Yeah, that's how the world actually works when you're not running fucking military industrial complexes. Da, 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 da. In the latest news from the ABC, from their live update service, where yet another person is suffering the live updates punishment, we have a story from the Jabilia refugee camp where Israel has dropped yet another bomb, killing yet more civilians, because what they're trying to do is collapse the tunnels. And I think what we should really do is turn this story around a bit, apart from the killing civilians bit, dropping bombs near hospitals and all that stuff. So, now, if you're going to be an oppressed people and surrounded in an open-air concentration camp, you're going to want to do a little bit of resistance there somewhere. And because the surveillance regime is so fucking thorough, the only place to do that is underground. So that means you've got to build underground structures and you probably want a few of them and tunnels between them and all this sort of stuff. Now, where the hell are you going to do that? You need a decent foundation to build tunnels under. I mean, sand's not very good. It tends to fall in on you. So you need some decent substrate. Now, really hard to do that through igneous rock, you know, really tough stuff to grind through that shit. But sedimentary rock, like sandstone, that sort of stuff, doable. Now, I think that's what the substrate is, basically, in Gaza. So where is the best foundation, the best substrate to dig through? Well, that's going to be the stuff underneath where all the big buildings are because that's where you put the bloody buildings. So of course that's where the tunnels are. And I think that the various resistance groups that have over the last God knows how many decades dug all these tunnels deserve some hats off. Good job. And where else could they build them? Nowhere. That's the place you build them because that's the place you can do it. And the fact that there happened to be civilians living above is because that's where the buildings were built. Fuck. Cuck's sake. And so we close out here with a flag for an article I've just published, uh, which is going to be followed up by a couple more. And that is that the Australian government, in fact, a whole sequence of Australian governments, have decided to prosecute the fuck out of someone, a army lawyer, who blew the whistle on the fact that Australia's elite... Defence Force Service, the Special Air Services, the elite of the elite of the elite, were basically murdering civilians at point-blank range, even when they're prisoners uh, in Afghanistan. And this is just not the done thing. So he blew the whistle on this, uh, and the government's response to that was to send the federal police in to raid the National Broadcaster's head office in Sydney, and also to prosecute the guy with leaking stuff that you shouldn't say. And that legal process is about to start on Monday and next week in the Capitol at the Supreme Court in which this guy is going to be tried for releasing secret information which amounts to war crime whistleblowing. And the Australian government, the latest one of a whole sequence of them, still thinks this is a good idea, despite the fact that there is a law which says that the Attorney General can at any time if some prosecution is going ahead and it's not in the public interest, nix said prosecution instigated by Australia's government. And so what we have now is a whole sequence of attorneys general in Australia who've said, no, nah, actually I think it's a really good idea that we prosecute the fuck out of someone who did whistleblowing on war crimes. And I'm a bit pissed off about this, so there's going to be a couple more articles coming. Stay tuned. But let's have a little bit of happy news because we want to... End on with a smiley face and a happy note for the future. And the good news is that a new space telescope has begun operation. It's called Euclid, named after the very, very cool mathematician from ancient Greece, 
who came up with, who's named, the reason we have this sort of rectilinear structure, you know, the, it's called Euclidean space, you know, straight lines, right angles, all good stuff. Of course, that's not how the universe works. It's all curved and bent because of mass, bent space-time and all this sort of crazy stuff that's modern physics for you. But the good old days, it was all straight and linear and Euclid was the guy. He came up with the four, no, that's five, fundamental axioms upon which all of mathematics is built. But his wonderful publication back in, God, 500 BC or whatever it was, good, good, good dude. So excellent naming for the new um, space telescope. And what that means is that the astronomers get to have an even more fun looking at the universe out there, which is pretty damn fascinating, let's face it. And you and I get to see some really damn pretty pictures because radio telescopes are good. You can do colour enhancement and all that fun because you can't see it with your eyes. You've got to do colour enhancement. And so all fun can be had for the scientists and us artists. Have a good one. Until next time. Mm -hmm.